0: We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to 500 bucks in bonus cash. We're brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And we're brought to you by Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd are back. Brought to you the best NBA better in the US. Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. There's $3,000 up for grabs in their season-on contest and $200 every week in their weekly contests. Just head over to OddsCrowd.com to sign up now. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford and we are about to bring you our pre-weekend preview show. Uh, We've got a game five coming up. We've got the Dodgers-Giants game five coming up. So we've got that to look at. Uh, We're going to have a little talk about the Red sox Astro series, which is to come up. uh, And we'll have a look back at what's happened during another great week of playoff baseball uh, where we've made some picks. I think we've had some decent winners as well. Uh, and to help me unpack everything across MLB this week uh, is, as always, Houston, Texas, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, the The
1: leaves colors are starting to change, which means we're getting ever so closer to the World Series. Um, three Three series down. I know we have a game five, like you talked about, but yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, it 's been a a great playoff run so far as far as us picking games man uh over on tally side on our website and even you know picking here over on our on our podcast and even in the slack channel last night dropped three props in there that went three and0 so it, it's uh like you said we're gonna try to crush it and i think we're off to a pretty solid start so i'm excited man
0: i didn't see those player props last night mood i thought it must have been uh it must have been beyond my time zone. What were those? It was
1: uh we um it was uh the Dodgers and the Giants game. Obviously, that was on last night. But yeah, you know, I, I was looking at the lines, and obviously I didn't want to label the heavy juice that was on the Dodgers last night, and I thought, you know, and we've talked about um some props and player props on, on this on our on our podcast, and you know, I looked at the splits for Anthony Disclofani and he didn't have very great seasonal splits, uh, against the Dodgers. He was getting, you know, he was getting hit. So I think the three that I put out there were, uh, Disclofani total outs issued was under 13 and a half, um, nice. Disclofani allowing over three and a half hits and then the Dodgers for the game having over seven and a half hits. So all three of those were, uh, the Disclofani fade was in by the second inning. And then the, uh the Dodgers only needed a couple more hits, and they got that done by the fifth inning. So, uh, a pretty sweat-free, sweat-free uh, wins there.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the only series that's gone to a deciding game. Then everything else yeah. has been done in four. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, and we have a little look at the moon after, because we we had leans and picks on uh, on all of them. Um, so we'd start off with the Atlanta Braves and the Brewers. This was the probably the quietest of the series, although it was no less. Intense. In fact, it was maybe even a little bit more intense for the fact that um, n- neither team really could could accumulate any runs, yeah. uh, which by default makes it makes it exciting. Even though the the game's more exciting towards the end when something sure. had to give, because okay, mm-hmm. they were quite tricky. They were quite tricky to watch in the early going because uh, both teams were just scuffling along. Although, as we said in the preview, um, top class pitching obviously makes it hard for the offenses
1: yeah I mean, you know we, we had Charlie Morton. we talked about it with when uh Dave uh, AK the consig was on with us. Charlie Morton's a big time pitcher man. He's a, he's, a, he's a great postseason pitcher. Um, you know, in game one, unfortunately, he took the loss there, but he only allowed, i think what two runs uh or one run in that game. Yeah. Um, and then again, yesterday, the deciding game, he had a really great outing for the um for the Braves there. you know, again, like you've talked about all series long, except for yesterday. Um, pretty runs were at a premium. We can say that I think, you know, pitching like we've talked about uh, Brewers, one of the best rotations in the National League this season with Peralta, Burns and Woodruff. Um, we got to give a lot of credit to the Braves because they weren't really known for their pitching, but Charlie Morton came out and played uh, well. Max Fried, uh, I think it was in game two or game three who pitched really well. So um, this was this this series was really what postseason is all about. And uh, for the uh, for the Braves, you know they got it done, and now they're headed to the NLCS.
0: Yeah, so I thought I kind of leaned Brewers on the strength of the bullpens, really. Um, yeah. But actually, the Braves didn't really need it because because the pitching went so well. Like you say Charlie Morton's about as close to a robot as you get. You you know you can write the stat line in before the game starts, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then the the Brewers have this vaunted bullpen, and then last night, eventually. Uh, Freddie Freeman got to Josh Hader uh, mm-hmm. with that solo home run, and that was it. Really, fine margins. It was one. It was one big dinger, uh, and that was the game last night.
1: Yeah, you got to give a lot of credit to the Braves last night uh, in their game, right? Like the Brewers got out to a two nothing lead early, but the Braves battled back. They tied it up at two to two, and then the Bra- uh, sorry, the Brewers took the lead again at four to two. They came back in the bottom of the fifth, tied the game up at four to four. So they battled. I mean, they could have easily said, "Hey." You know, let's go to a game five, but you know they they kept battling. the The bullpen kept it, kept them in the game, and then, like you said, Freddie Freeman came up in the eighth inning off a of hater, got the solo home run, which which pretty much did it. I knew that there was a moment where Freeman was going to have yeah. some type of impact in this game and and or in the series, and he did it in game four uh, with the huge home run in the eighth inning that sealed it for the Braves.
0: Yeah, I saw someone tweeting last night that would feel sorry for. Ronald Acuna, if uh, the Braves went and won it all without him, and I kind of it made me. It's the first time I've remembered Ronald Acuna's name yeah. for about two months. That uh, a bit like when the the White Sox lost uh, Eloy at the start of the season. We mm. kind of drew drew a line through those a little bit, and it hadn't proved uh, to affect them too much. And uh, not not because Acuna went down, but the Braves have been uh, better without him again. Not nothing to do with the injury, but they were struggling beforehand. So they, they they've done actually really well. They cobbled together uh, a second half of the season without their best player.
1: Yeah, again, also t- yesterday, remember that Jorge Soler was uh, ruled out because he tested positive for COVID. So that's another big bat. Their leadoff got that they were without yesterday, and they put in a uh, uh, Dansby Swanson in that leadoff spot. So. Um, you know, I saw a video after on, on Twitter that Ronald Acuna was at home, you know, celebrating, you know, via, uh, he was on the phone. He recorded the, you know, the final out and he was screaming and hollering and excited for his team. But, you know, as much as, as baseball fans that we want to see Acuna Acuna out there, uh, we talked about that. You have to give this front office so much credit for filling the void really that Acuna left, right? Eddie Rosario yesterday, a huge um two out to run our, our two rbi single in the game yesterday um Jorge Soler even though he was out with COVID uh, yesterday uh he's been in pack ever since they acquired him so uh I think we really have to tip our hat to the the front office for the uh Braves for bringing in these guys to kind of replace the void that Acuna
0: left yeah you're right I love Eddie Rosario you kind of got passed around the league a little bit which I thought was a bit harsh because he's He's an excellent player. And yeah. you, I love Dansby-Sponson as well. You've got yeah. him, his, his defence. He's just a great player to watch. A really, uh, really easy player to root for. So, yeah, um, the Braves got that done. I think the Brewers will be a little bit underwhelmed, really, because for that starting pitch and rotation, um, they've got to give themselves a chance of winning a series. They're in a good position to win a series, even if the bats aren't going well, uh, because they have got that uh, that that starting and pitch and rotation However, this is playoff baseball and it's a short series yeah. fine, and fine margins that Atlanta came down on the right side of this time. So, yeah, Atlanta advance. Um, next up, White Sox and Astros. And this moon off was a fairly bloodless um, win for the Astros. I think from game one, this seemed to be writing on the wall.
1: Yeah, I think that this was pretty much the Astros offense was too overwhelming for the White Sox pitching. And we talked about, you know, during the season that the Chicago White Sox rotation was probably the best in the American League after the maybe the race. I think we're in that conversation also. They had great pitching, also. But when we talk about pure Cy Young candidates that are on this White Sox team from Lance Lynn, uh Carlos Rodon, I think Lucas Giolito, um I feel like I'm forgetting another name in that rotation that was pretty big for them, but this offense for the Astros, it's just, it's it's really overwhelming because it's really one guy after another from one through one through seven, one through eight. Any of these guys can come out and hit a home run for you. And I mean, you take a look, they scored six in the first game. They had nine in game two. Game three was where the White Sox offense really showed up and dropped 12 runs. But even in that game, the Astros had six runs. And then yesterday, the this, this series clinching win, they scored, what, 10 runs? So it's going to be – it's very difficult to face this team. And, again, Lance McCullers yesterday, absolutely fantastic job. He's been the best pitcher for the Astros all season long, um, came out and did his thing. The bullpen, I think it was a question mark about bringing uh, Yimmy Garcia in after they pulled McCullers, but he did a great job, and, you know, the – crazy part is the White Sox score the first run, and after that, the Astros rattled off 10 to uh, take care of business and advance to the ALCS.
0: Yeah, you're right about the Astros' lineup. What got me a little bit was I played some DFS um, on a couple of games in this series, and it was things like Michael Brantley was one of the cheapest players on the slate. Oh, yeah. Um, And by the time you put both pitches in in DFS, if that's what you want to do, Mm -hmm. then you have to go down to the... And it's normally a number seven, eight, nine hitters, I think Brantley was hitting two. Yep. Yesterday, yep. Uh, a lot of the time. and he was down there somewhere like four and a half, five thousand range. Even someone like uh, M- Maldonado, who yep. was cheap and was back nine. He to me, um, no stats to back this up at all. Moon, I put every time I put him in, he seems clutch. And again, last night when yes, I checked the scores, mm-hmm. um, he had, he had a, a run and a hit. He's always got a run and a hit or a run, and a hit in a, a RBI and a hit by pitch. He's always yep. got things that he makes things happen. Um, so yeah, you, you're right that the, even though the stellar players. Um, Alvarez and Tucker, the big hitters. You've got people like Brantley at two uh, holding them together. Yeah. Um, yeah, White Sox won game one and game two by five runs, so fairly standard. Hit a bit of a bump uh, in an odd kind of a roller coaster game in game three, mm-hmm. um, and then last night the, the Astros really behind the colors um, just got out to that early lead and, and held them at bay. Uh, not sure. Uh, Tony La Russa covered himself in glory again, uh, yeah. generally during the season. And this might have been the time, although we, we, the White Sox seem to have done well despite La Russa, rather than because of him. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe playoff baseball is where there was just enough, maybe 5% lean uh, one way or the other, uh, that, that, that changed this in, um, in Houston's favour or well, certainly didn't help Chicago any.
1: Yeah, and yesterday we saw that LaRusso was upset when Jose Abreu got hit. I think it was in the eighth inning or something like that. And, I mean, I don't think it was anything intentional because the count was at three and two. The last thing you want to do is hit a batter and give him a free base and put him on. So, you know, with LaRusso's antics and things like that, I mean, you know, obviously managers have the back of their players, but, I mean, he's kind of reaching for some of these things that, you know, it's... It's it's kind of you know babyish to me that Tony La Russa, seventy five year old manager, is acting the way he did. You know, <laughs> I mean you you got beat, you got beat by the better team, the better offense. This also the Astros had a better pitching uh, performance than your team did. So again, you know, you're going going again, and uh, hopefully they're back next season because this White Sox team has a lot of talent. But again, the Astros experienced this fifth straight uh championship series for the Astros now. So I think that experience along with the batting like we talked about is it was just too much for the White Sox.
0: Tony Lusa's hair is the main issue I've got. It's hard <laughs> to take him seriously arguing. I don't know whose hair it is. It doesn't look like it's his hair. Um but yeah some sort of artificial um, actually we can bring if when we get to the keeps read in a little while uh, Tony Russa can uh, can get the name checked in there. <laughs> um however uh win bet. Um and ready to help you win money and boost your odds. Live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee and Virginia. Bringing the excitement of the win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. they have got great promos, odds and payouts. Happening right now at WinBet from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. If you want a little bit of uh, the Houston Astros to win the World Series, sign up today. Receive a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download Bet and Win. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning today. Okay, Moonaf. We've saved your boys uh, to last. Uh, Boston versus Tampa Bay. Boston win the series 3-1. Um, and this is the this is the one that has gone the way by way of the upset. I think the Astros were favourite. Oh yeah. well, no, actually, sorry, the Brewers were probably favourites as well, although that would have been uh, closer together. But I think most people Um, picked Tampa Bay to to beat Boston. But actually, Boston did this fairly comfortably, I thought.
1: Yeah, after, I mean, after game one, I I thought that um, it was going to be a very tough hill to climb for the Red Sox. And I think things turned around for them in game two. After they started Chris Sale, you know, Rays hit that grand slam. They were up five to two. And I think at that point is where kind of the series turned for the Red Sox. I mean, they battled back for them to be, you know, in Tampa Bay, your ace pitcher giving up a grand slam and for you to kind of ride the ship and keep grinding away. I think this team played with a lot of heart. Um, And I even picked against, you know, the Red Sox because I thought the Rays were the better team, right? But then I kind of looked at it, you know, after this, it's kind of in hindsight now And we talk about the pitching for the Rays, that was really good all season. But, you know, when we get to the postseason, it's a completely different story. Uh, There's a lot more pressure added. There's a lot more managing by the managers that, you know, you're going to get that quick hook in the second or third inning if you're having a bad outing versus the regular season. You know, the manager is going to let you kind of ride it out. But, uh, you know, for this team to win three to one, especially the way Chris Sale pitched in this uh, series where he got pulled, I think, what, within the two innings, um, it, it speaks volumes at how good this offense is. Uh, for the Red Sox, and I thought that the pitching for the Rays is a great regular season pitching staff, but for the playoffs, when you're starting young guys like this, it's it's very, very difficult to win. But for the Rays, I mean, they'll be back again next season, Malcolm. We're going to be proving next season, and we're going to be picking against the Rays because something the Yankees are going to do or the Red Sox are going to do is going to make them look like they're going to be better than the Rays. But when you have Wander Franco and Randy or Rosarena in the top of your lineup, along with some of the other guys we talked about with uh, Johnny, you know, with Austin Meadows. Uh, I mean, so many guys on this roster. I don't even need to go through the list, but I'm actually very surprised about this uh, result for the Red Sox. They played their hearts out, and now they're again. Uh, they're going to face the Astros here in the uh, American League Championship Series.
0: Yeah, I mean, this was really tight Marge, as well. Even um Game Four. The um, uh, my pick. Um, actually, this was a, the this was the game that we picked. Yeah um quite well that we had the we had raised to score a few runs, but really it was it it was against the um against the process. Uh we'd faded Erod, rod um oh sorry, I had faded Erod a little bit. Uh and in that first inning, Hunter Renfro makes a running catch uh knee high off the first batter of the day. The second batter of the day, Wanda Franco uh got triggered on a pitch that was about four foot above the strike zone. Um he got pulled. And then the third tip of the day was Brandon Lau. And I think he drilled one down the line, um, which just went the wrong side of the pole. Um, Mm -hmm. And then he struck out as well. All of a sudden, Erod walks off um, on a one, two, three first inning, where it was very nearly um, a double, whatever Franco would have done in a home run first inning. (laughs) And tiny little things like that. And then Erod gets a little bit of of momentum and confidence. Um, Yeah. The other thing that just... It didn't irk me. It was just something that I thought was just a bit odd. You see, there's there's people flexing on Twitter about uh, saying the nerds lost and flexing that this isn't how baseball works and it's good for baseball. The Rays have just dominated the season again. Yeah. Um, because they lost A-series doesn't mean what they're trying. Oh, you don't need starting pitching. We don't need relievers. Um, we just need outs and it doesn't work. And the nerds have lost and baseball has won again. And that's quite simply so not true, um, and it's just a, a weird take. Like because uh, what the Rays do is absolutely great, uh, great for baseball. Um, and yeah, um, I'll certainly not be underestimating them again um, next season. So, Tony La Russa, uh, if you want hair like Tony or me or Moonath, uh, okay. the two most pursued uh, men in the SGP and stable of stallions, uh, keeps offers. A simple stress free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations demonstrate at your door every three months. Low cost treatments from $10 a month. Discreet packaging, proven results. It's more five star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see the results. So act fast. My hair moon as you have probably noticed. You noticed that a few weeks ago, I got a skin head to myself. Yeah. In, at the minute, I look like a kind of hoogie bear, 1970s <laughs> sort of. After. It's just getting bigger. It doesn't grow. It just goes out. I mean, okay. two weeks, it's going to be off the... I'm going to have to start putting the table about two metres away just so you can get me in. Um, it's absolutely appalling, so I need to hide it under a hat for about three weeks. Um, So, yeah, keeps I do not need, but in in 50 years when I do, I'll certainly be using that service. Um. Right, so we've analysed everything. Uh, One to go with Munaf. Dodgers 2, Giants 2. Game 5, back in San Francisco tomorrow evening. Um, Run us through the first four games, Munaf, uh, and that will hopefully help us um, handicap game 5 and pick a couple of winners.
1: Yeah, this has been a series, obviously, that probably... The popular one that everybody's been looking forward to between these two West Coast teams, um, it's been you know up and down. Um, Giants took care of business in Game One, four nothing behind Logan Webb. We talked about Game Two, the Dodgers responded behind uh, Julio Urias, um, probably the most underrated picture in the league this season because we talked about how he's overshadowed by some so sorry some of the names that are in the Dodgers rotation um they got the 9 to 2 victory in game 3 come back in sorry in game 2 game 3 we come back with uh Max Scherzer um this was a great pitching matchup because i thought this was a game that the uh Dodgers might steal and that um we would probably see the Dodgers wrap it up in four games but give a lot of credit to Alex Wood in that bullpen um for riding the right you know riding the ship as far as pitching wise um Max Scherzer, again, he had a great – I thought he had a a lot better pitching uh, pitching game compared to what he did in the NL wildcard game. Um, but he just gave up that one run to Evan Longoria. I think it was a sixth or seventh inning was pretty much what it was, right? It was the only run of the game, I believe. And, you know, the Giants pulled it off. Um, and then we fast forward to last night. Um, I thought this was a game that the Dodgers were going to win because – it was, number one, Walker Bueller, probably their best pitcher um, in their rotation this season against Anthony Disclofani, like we had discussed at the top of the show. Um, the splits for Disclefani were just not good against the Dodgers, and it, it came to fruition last night. They got to him early in that first inning. They tacked on a run, I think, and they added a couple more in the second and third inning, and then Disclefani got pulled. Uh, Walker Bueller gave up one run over four and a third. The bullpen came in and did their job. The Dodgers added a couple more runs. In the fifth, sixth, and seventh innings, and they got the victory seven, seven to two, which now Malcolm sets the stage for game five between Julio uh, Urias, who pitched in game two against Logan Webb, who went in game one um, tomorrow night on Thursday. So uh, my eyes are going to be glued to this game. I know we have NFL football, but game five between these two teams with these two pitchers, it's going to be a dogfight for sure. I'll quickly just go through the lines so that we could kind of get into the two pitchers, uh, Malcolm. Dodgers right now minus 102, Giants minus 108 on the money line and a total of six and a half. I was hoping that I saw a seven, uh, hopefully a seven pops up because I do like the under. But again, uh, when you have these two pitchers that have had great success all season long, and especially Logan Webb at home now, seven and zero this season, including the postseason. season. This is going to be a, this is going to be playoff baseball. We talk about some great, pitching matchups and and those games that are high intensity that you're not going to see maybe a lot of runs. I think this is going to be that game.
0: Yeah. That six and a half. You're right. Moon. I think it seems to be a key line. You hear Ryan and Sean talk about key numbers uh, crossing threes and sevens in the NFL. And that seven seems to be uh, a key number here. Even I was thinking kind of extra innings. uh, um, You could get a two, two, um, and we've talked before about extra inning games. Maybe get a, a worth a worth a run and a half kind of thing. Uh, a three three a yeah. three three extra innings game is then going to go seven uh, something like that. So yeah, that's six and a half. Uh, six and a half was the line I've got on my book as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my my British book over here. Um, so yeah, Julio Ries and Logan Webb. Um, Logan Webb, we talked about with the consig last week. And then absolutely backed everything up, pitched out of his skin. Yeah. Uh, Julio Arias did okay. Uh, probably just not as stellar as some of the other performances, actually. Um, he pitched in game two, three hits, one earned run, five Ks on five innings. Um, you've said you like the under. If you got um if you've got a, a handicap of the game at all, other than the under. Yeah. I think
1: Malcolm, we had talked about when uh, Dave was on with us, is that I talked about the splits of uh, Julio, uh, sorry, with Logan Webb, especially at home. Yeah. And now with the giants being back home, it's going to be a very, very feisty crowd. They're going to be into the game. Every single strike that's going to be called every single pitch they're going to, there's going to be a roar. I mean, if we kind of take a look at what he did during the season, six and oh at home with a 1.96 ERA, um, 86 strikeouts, 15 walks. He only gave up four home runs and about 73 innings pitched. Opponent batting average at home, 213. And it got even worse. It got worse on the road for him. It was 253. So I think that's a pretty dramatic change from being home and on the road. So fortunately for the Giants and Logan Webb, he is going to be pitching from home. Um, and again, like we talked about, he-, he had a fantastic, I mean, a you could say a perfect start in game one for the amount of innings that he gave that. The bullpen was only responsible for one inning and one third. I see your pick. I think we have our first disagreement. <laughs> I, I gotta go with the Giants money line here behind Logan Webb, just because his numbers have been so great at home. Um, he's had pretty good outings against the Dodgers even during the season. Three appearances, two point two five. Um, ERA, sixteen innings pitch, seven hits, four earned runs, a batting average of one twenty-seven for the Dodgers. So I'm going to back Logan Webb here. I think this Giants team, they're gritty. Um, They proved it all season long. Uh, If you see a seven dupe, if a seven does pop up on the total, I'll take the under on that. But um, if you don't, I'm going to take the Giants here at home behind Logan Webb.
0: Okay, then. Well, I'm going to go the opposite way to you, which is of no help uh, to the listeners or whatsoever. Uh, it probably is actually, because uh, you obviously know what you're doing uh, and I don't. So no, it's good to have put...
1: some, some type of disagreement because we've been pretty much all season long, we've been agreeing about everything. So I think this is a yeah, good opportunity to hit, you know, both sides of why we're backing uh, uh, one team and, uh, and the other team.
0: No, I do want the Giants to win. I think the, the Giants deserve to win. They're, they're been a good underdog story. They've been easy to root for. Uh, and I think they deserve their crack at it. Um, however, um, obviously, we've seen two types of game in these in, in this series of four. We've seen a low-scoring pitchers duel at the Giants win, mm. um, where there's very few hits in the game, or we see a slightly higher-scoring offensive game that the Dodgers would. We've had a nine-two and a seven-two. Yeah. Um, so we need to decide which is more likely come tomorrow night. Um, I just think the Giants winning that type of game, the sustainability of that, I think is limited. They've done it twice. Um, I don't know if they can do it a third time because uh, you're really, really squeezing the opposition to three, four, five hits, um, which you can do, and they have done it twice. I just don't know how regularly you can do it in a, in a five-game series. The Dodgers, to me, looked at it last night. Uh, we saw Mookie Betts come up short a couple of times. Uh, we we saw Chris Taylor come up uh, short just a couple of times. They, they, they looked like they were... Virgin on on sort of breaking out a little bit. Now, I looked at the box score as well uh, for last night. In San Francisco, as we've discussed this week on a couple of other pods, absolutely emptied the clip. Um, They used all sorts of... uh, I was going to get the figures up, actually. They they used five or six pitches, and a lot of them threw a lot of... um, Hang on, let's have a look. Some of the Giants. yeah, yeah. Just the, the amount of um, pitches yeah, you that the Giants. Three, four,
1: about six guys at the U, seven guys outside of their starter. And I think that yeah. was because they pulled Discofani early also. Yeah. Um, you know, that had that something to do with it also.
0: So, okay, Alvarez only threw five pitches, but then Castro threw 16, Garcia threw 43 pitches, Leone threw 35 pitches, Rodgers 10, uh, Little threw 58 pitches, and then McGee through 17. Um, now, compare that to the Dodgers. Kelly, 23. Uh, Graderall, 16. Vesea, 23. Uh, Trining threw a few, 34, and then Pickford, 19. So we've said before that the in the playoff baseball, you, the manager does have to empty the clip at it. Uh, San Francisco had a chance to take it home last night, uh, so tried to. Um, Kenny Jansen didn't pay cheap pitch. He pitched on Monday so He should be well-rested. Uh, Blake Treinen's the only one who's gone both the last couple of games. So I just think, I I, I just don't know how, like I say, how sustainable this is for the Giants. I think uh, they've had a look at Logan Webb already this week, and I think they might just have enough. And for me, again, a little bit of the eye test as well, just the Giants looked at it last night. Um, So I'm going to take the Dodgers on the money line. Um, I wouldn't be put off the under, so we can agree on that. Um, But I do think the... uh, I do think the Dodgers will get it done. Um, Following on from my successful Wanda Franco pick as well, um, I thought I'd try and follow it up um, with a little beer money home run bet just for a bit of fun. I haven't got any prices on these, actually. Um, The couple I was drawn to, I used the same uh, parameters as I used the other night. I I was drawn to uh, Mike Zanino and somebody else, but they were a bit shorter price, so I took a bigger one. I was initially drawn here to Justin Turner and Will Smith, uh, decent home run numbers against righties this season. But I think they're going to be a bit short. I think maybe a bigger one would be Chris Taylor. Uh, he bats down the order. I think he will start. Um, and last night, he had a couple uh, that the park just held. Um, he seemed to be just on the warning track with a couple. Uh, so he's got his eye in. Uh, and I thought he might be fun uh, for a beer money bet, a pizza bet, as you put it, uh, to knock one out of the park last night. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, that was my that was my rudimentary handicap of it, Munoz.
1: Yeah, I mean, Malcolm, we can make the argument for both sides here, right? Because Dodgers, I think, definitely have the better offense with the better batters. Um, I think the Giants are, you know, a gritty team. We've talked about them all season long at volume. So, you know, I think we're just looking forward to a great game here. I think, you know, even the odds makers, I mean, you take a look at the money line bets. It's minus 102, minus 108 the other way. So it's almost like a pretty much a pick-em uh, between these two teams. So. Um, I think we're expecting a low-scoring game here. I think that if the Giants are going to win this game, it's probably going to have to be like a 2-0-3-1 like you talked about because yeah. the offense just their, – their ceiling right now is probably like four runs. And for the Dodgers, if they get hot batter after batter, um, this is a team that can. we've seen them put up nine runs in game two and seven runs in game four. So I think the magic number for the Dodgers is that if they can get to five runs here, I think that's going to give them the best chance of winning the game. Now, the problem is you have Logan Webb on the mound for the Giants, which who has been very, very stingy about giving up runs. The defense has been incredible. And we've talked about our volumes. We can make the cases for both sides. So I think this is going to be a great game. If it gets into extra innings, the, the ghost runner rule is gone in the playoffs. Yeah, so it's that's right. We start with a clean inning uh, and uh, no batters or sorry, no runners on the basis. So I think this is going to come down to possibly which manager doesn't overmanage the game, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to this game. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, you know, I think both of us had made it made a great case for, you know, either team here.
0: Uh like the consigs, very fond of saying Munaf, nobody knows shit. The there fact is the, the bookies <laughs> have got the they've got the Dodgers at minus 102 and the Giants at minus 108. Uh I'm sure they know probably a little bit more than us. What I'm really hoping for is that obviously this game starts, it's maybe like three o'clock in the morning. So very occasionally in the regular season, I wake up for breakfast mm-hmm. and the game can still be going in the 13th inning. Uh, so that would be ideal if i can uh, if i can get some 7am extra innings baseball uh with me cornflakes and a cup of coffee in bed uh, and i can watch the end of it that would delight uh, that would delight me but no i just hope just hope it's a good game uh, i do yeah. hope the giants get over the line i think they deserve their crack at it uh and time will tell um so yeah good luck with everybody uh with your bets um off i think after after that game tomorrow um we're going to be back and we'll have a look at the in depth, uh, the Red Sox and the Astros series.
1: Yeah, well, we'll get into the conference uh, series. I think we can, you know, if we want to do both or separated, we'll. That, I think we'll decide that. Um, breaking news: I did just receive an email about a special guest that will be joining us tomorrow. Ooh. Um, I will uh, discuss that with you once we get off here. But
0: you tease, Muna.
1: Yeah, now we're down to one game five, and then once this game tomorrow night is decided, we are gonna get into the final four teams of the regular season, or sorry, the uh, yeah, the season. And uh, I'm excited, Malcolm. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah I, really. I'm, t- I'm torn between the obviously the Red Sox and the Astros here. We'll get into that tomorrow, but. Um, you know, I'm just happy that it's both the Astros and the Red Sox that are, you know, one of these two teams is going to make it into the World Series, but we'll, we'll do a deep dive like we've been doing uh, tomorrow.
0: Yeah, you're going to have someone to root for in the final. I'm hoping yeah. it's my uh, my 14-1 to 1 Red Sox moon off is what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks everyone for, for listening. We will be back at some point in the next 24, 36 hours. Uh, like, review, subscribe, get across uh, to the SGPN.com um, I listened to Rod Via Gomez and uh of this Parish Scott Reichel, uh break down some fantasy players this uh this morning so there's loads of uh loads of content being churned out over there and uh, the hockey the hockey down yes. podcast started as well
1: was just mentioned that uh Ryan Gilbert uh Joel Meyer and I believe Taylor Jenkins they- I forgot Taylor's name I'm sorry but um <laughs> Yeah, hockey gambling podcast is now live. So make sure to check those guys out. They did a deep dive of all thirty-two teams um, for the hockey season that you know, uh, went off last night. Um, a lot more games or and teams are are starting their season tonight. So get over to sports gambling podcast, uh, sports gambling podcast network on your um, on your podcast feeds. You'll see it right there. I'm sure they'll be getting their own feed very, very soon, but definitely excited for those guys for hockey. There's a lot of chatter going on in the hockey channel. So um, like we talked about, Malcolm, this network is growing. We cover almost every single sport.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as soon as the baseball finishes, uh, I'll have a double on the hockey, get some DFS going and whatever the boys are telling me on the hockey. So looking forward to that. Okay. Um, cheers, Munaf. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Uh, we'll yes. be back in the next day or two. Uh, good luck with your bets. We'll see you down the road. Cheers.